Hello and welcome to Red Barn Radio. I'm Brad Becker, the host of our program. We've got a great show planned for you and we're glad you're here with us. To keep our staff and our musical guests safe, we will continue to abide by state and local guidelines concerning cleanliness and personal protective equipment. For now, our Wednesday performances, as you might be able to tell, will take place without a live in-studio audience. And now, folks, please welcome to the Red Barn stage, Walter DeBar. WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner. NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Red Barn Radio is supported by Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. More information on what Lexington has to offer is at visitlex.com. Lex Arts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council. Creating a great American city inspired by the arts. Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen, featuring authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta with live music every weekend. On Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky, Broussard's is on Facebook. And AccuPrint, providing printing, design, and fulfillment. Online at AccuPrint.us. On the Red Barn stage tonight is Walter DeBar. 
Walter's not a man who has ever played by the rules. His songs are colored by early punk influences and his grandma's gospel music, which combines soulful singing and old-time West Virginia finger-picking. Walter's music reaches into a deep and truthful place, and we're looking forward to getting into that place tonight. With Walter on stage are Pamela Kessling singing, McLean James on lead guitar, Cameron Miller on drums, Stephen Schumann on cello, and J.D. Thomas on bass. Please welcome back Walter DeBar and his band to the Red Barn stage. Please welcome Red Barn Radio's host, Brad Becker. 
Hey, folks, Walter DeBar is with us tonight on Red Barn Radio. Walter and his stage mates uh, and soulmate come to us from Charleston, West Virginia, and Ironton, Ohio, which I, uh, I see is not far from Ashland, and I learned just this evening that Ironton has a new bridge. So if, you're, yeah, if you happen to be traveling on 64 East or West and uh, see that Ironton exit, it sounds very bright and very exciting, so... Walter just released a single called Eyes to the Sky. Walter, as he mentioned, also has a six-song EP. They're both available on Spotify and, I assume, multiple other platforms. Uh, Welcome, Walter, and welcome, all of you. It's great to have you all here. There are a couple things that really give me a lot of joy tonight being here with you. You've really climbed a mountain to get to this music and you made the choice to reboot your life following lots of challenges that you had. And, but we'll just talk about maybe the part of your story that I think can uplift anyone. It's that transformation that you went through after you were in prison that enabled you to sort of you know, begin again. So when I got out, I ended up in Beckley, West Virginia at this uh, it's a recovery house. It's actually an in-treatment house for substance abuse therapy and you know, recovery. And it's the Southern West Virginia Fellowship home, man. And I met some really good guys there. They, uh, they took me in straight out of prison on parole. And they helped me figure out what was important to me in life. They helped me. I mean, really, they helped me learn how to love again, man. Learn myself and in, in turn love others. You know, I was in recovery for, for a long time. It's been a few years, actually. From where I was before then, I'm lucky to be alive. But when I got out this time, it's, I just had a different outlook. I was gone for a couple of years and... I don't know. It seems like the most beautiful people just, they're in my path these days, man. And I don't know what it is. I'm just, I've never been more grateful than in my my life. I just have this overwhelming amount of gratitude, man. To have these guys with me is just to to have met Pamela, you know. I mean, I was sitting in a concrete cell thinking about how ruthless I was going to be when I got out, you know. And when I did, like, everything makes me cry now, man. Nothing is as it was. I'm an entirely different person, man, and it's all thanks go to uh, recovery and the music. Yeah.
start to play guitar before you were incarcerated or yeah. during before yeah before yeah I, I was about 16 and uh i picked up this little old piece of junk guitar and i dragged it around with me everywhere i had no idea what i was doing i still don't still don't know the names of all the chords or anything i just beat on it <laughs> <laughs> luckily all these guys know you know they'll be like greg they'll be like walter that's the wrong uh you're playing in the wrong key. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? I wrote this song. <laughs> but I will be playing in the wrong key. You know what I, mean? I started playing before, man. And actually, when I got to a Huttonsville Correctional Facility, I got eight guitars donated. And uh, there's some guys in there that are just have been aching to play music. And we worked it out. We got some guitars in there. And it's so I got to play while I was there, you know. Still couldn't find my voice, though. It took forever. It took me getting to that halfway house and being surrounded by people. I wasn't. I didn't think we're going to judge me, you know. I found my voice in that halfway house. I found my voice in that house. It was crazy. You haven't made my way back in again. The Lord said he'd be my best friend. But I tucked it and ran away again But what I'm dreaming of Lord, it just ain't love I swear I left it upstairs with them angels up above
So before that time, you had not seen yourself as a singer? No. No, I would try. And, and every once in a while, I'm still like, man, I can't believe people like my voice. Like, it's crazy. But, it's, I mean, it's just that, that fear of being judged that I guess we all get at some point. You know what I mean? So did not sing before that. The fear a lot of singers, I think, have is that someone is going to feel like they're mimicking someone else. That's not the case with you. You have a uniquely Walter voice right. and expression. Reviewers were always inclined to go like, oh, Tom Waits and, and this kind of thing. Just because we can't find anybody else that, right, you know, right. you have a really uh, unique expression. You had a, a relationship with your mother. Obviously, it was very close, and that was one of the early challenges you faced. My mom was the man. She, 
<laughs> Steph, but seriously, my mom was off the chain. She was hilarious. She was the funniest person I've ever met in my life. And she was always so optimistic. You know, she never done drugs in her life, never smoked cigarettes, never drank. Just took care of us four kids, you know. And it was her and myself to, at, at first that my little brother came, you know, and then I had a couple little sisters. But when it was just her and me, I remember a little bit, she would always sing to me. And it's something I've never really told anyone. Like, I never really talk about it. But she would always sing to me, you know, sing me to sleep, sing to me when I was blue. You know, she would hold me. And she instilled a moral compass that I lost track of during addiction, but I'm, begin- I'm starting to find again. She was just amazing. My grandmother played hymns. She used to play old gospel hymns. And she used to look at me. I mean, we'd, all of us kids would be there, but she'd always look at me. It was the craziest feeling. Like, every time I think about it, I just get, I get chills. But she used to look at me. And then we eventually started talking about it. I have her guitar now that she left me. But, and my grandfather just passed. Pamela and I went to see him. He asked me to bring my grandmother's guitar out there and play it for him one last time. The doctor said that they found cancer and he had five or six months tops left. I was talking to him about how he felt about leaving. And he was like, well, I, I got to go get your grandma before somebody else gets to her. He said, I got a woman out there I got to go get before somebody else gets her. And she's, and she's uh. gone. You know, she's passed. So he was just being... Sure enough, about a week later, he was gone. And I just couldn't have asked for better parents or grandparents.
my real dad, my biological father, died in 89 in a car wreck. And so John Wayne Coon has been my dad since I was one year old. Yeah, I'm black, and, and the dude's last name is Coon. It was rough. <laughs> I grew up in a really small country town, a little fishing community. I got beat up a lot. Oh, I mean, they were just super racist, super uh, insecure about themselves. They just didn't know what the hell I was. They were like, what's, you know what I mean? They'd never seen an African-American before, unless it was on TV, maybe. It was myself, and there was one other kid that was also biracial in all the school system (laughs) in Upshur County while I was growing up. So these kids were just, I mean, they were ruthless. How was that your parents happened to be living in that area? Oh, that's where the rest of my family is. Huh. So my mother just stuck close after uh, my biological father planted me. He's hmm. kind of skedaddled, and then uh, so my mother got with my grandmother, you know, to kind of keep me close, keep us close to the family. And so then, as a young person, then in that community, were you able to develop some close friendships with some other with yeah. some other kids? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple guys. My dude Shane and uh, Mark. <laughs> they lived in Greensboro. Shane's long gone though. It's been a few years since he passed, but. They were all into the indie rock scene and into the punk rock thing. And, you know, we rode skateboards growing up and got chased by the police. And it was really crazy growing up in that town. It was nuts. The cops would take our skateboards and fine us $250 for skating down the sidewalk, for just being on the sidewalk. So we'd have to run. Or we were going to go home without a skateboard and be fined 250 bucks, and our parents were going to be living. It's crazy. Your daddy used to say, oh, Grow up, you're gonna break hearts, find the love worth fighting for, and find some more. Mama said, sunshine, when you grow up, you have to leave behind ones you love to be something beautiful. Coming up, more Red Barn Radio with Walter DeBar, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. We're back with more from Walter DeBar after this break. This is Red Barn Radio, roots music, southern style. Welcome back. Tonight, we're with Walter DeBar, recorded live from the Arts Place Performance Hall in Lexington, Kentucky. This is Red Barn Radio. Roots music, Southern style. I remember playing in my wheels, don't 
I'll start by introducing the bass and drummer. J.D. Thomas is playing the bass there. Cameron Miller is back there playing the drums. Maybe I'll just go over to uh, lead guitar. So that's McLean James playing lead guitar. And doing a lot of cool things over there, McLean. Oh, thanks. Your solos are very unpredictable, which is lovely. Um, it's because I never really know what's going to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of delay and, you know, maybe a little bit of reverb and uh let the fingers do the talking i guess who are some of the guitar players that you really like or that you feel like you maybe emulate or learned from uh yeah so um 
Dave Rollins is a big influence mm. uh, with my acoustic playing, which you're not going to see today, unfortunately. As far as electric goes, one of my favorites has always been John Mayer. I know a lot of people hate him. Why do people hate John Mayer, do you think? They're uh, jealous of that. him, and so yeah. am I. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I see him a lot in concert when I can, when there's not a pandemic, and I look at all his videos, and that's really just... A big influence. Yeah, well, he's a, a wonderful player, and he mm-hmm. is remarkably talented and handsome at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he's got all that going for him. What uh, instrument is that? Is that a Mustang? Uh, this is a no. Duo Sonic. It originally introduced in like the 50s, 60s as like, an, like a student instrument model. They discontinued it for a while, but then they brought it back. And it's a relatively cheap guitar that's very well made, and... Uh, I love it. Do you have to go back and get one of the old vintage ones for it to be really cheap uh, and well-made? I mean, there's a lot to be said for vintage instruments, but there's also, you know, sometimes you have a lot of hardware issues, uh-huh. things you have to fix. This is not a vintage. This is just within the last few years. But it's an American-made? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, everything's new, so I don't really have to worry about it. Everything you've ever wanted Smile on your face Yeah, no, it's haunted in time You're here See you smiling but you're laughing Just to keep from crying You say that love inside of you It's not in time Just don't feel real and tired You're here Your mama's always smiling If that sun, boy, it was shining She said there ain't no sense in lying in time you feel So be that black swan Yeah, with no friends in that park Load the bottom never ends And you sink in Thinking. I see you smiling, but you're laughing just to keep from crying. You said in love inside of you tonight and time.
Stephen also plays with the ensemble called Cypress. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you happened to meet Walter. <laughs> I met Walter through a uh, Facebook message that I thought might be spam. It was about a year ago, and I try to, like, advertise myself to do anything. Like, I'll play anywhere, pretty much. It's what you do when you're 22. Like, Walter put up something looking for a cellist, and someone just tagged me in it, so I shot him a message, and it almost fell through. Like, we couldn't find a time to meet up, because he's in Charleston and stuff. Really almost <laughs> fell through, and I was like, eh, you know, he's not paying me for this, like, directly. Like, I think I he don't doesn't need really, to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And we met up, and he's like, well, here's 35 gigs I've got booked. And I was like, great. So ever since then was, like, either school or work during the week. And then Friday evening, I'd, like, leave and go play at some seedy bar with you. And then Saturday, go play with someone else. And then get back Sunday at, like, 3 a.m., and then wake up and go do it again. So And you like that? Yeah, I do. It, it's a blessing to get to make a living creating something every yeah. day. And so that's what's hard about like pandemic is like I can still make music, but is it really music if you're not playing it for people? That's something for us to ponder. Indeed. Pamela, yes. we haven't spoken to you yet, and I'm dying to know how you met Walter. 
Uh, well, it's kind of a funny story. I was <laughs> oh, good. Funny stories play well on the radio. I, I was actually, I don't know, just on the internet one day, and, and I found one of his videos, and I sent it to a friend, and I was like, here's kind of a local guy that he's really good. And about um, 30 minutes later, out of nowhere, he just he sent me a message on, on Facebook Messenger, and uh, yeah, and which normally I probably would have um, completely ignored, but, but I was like, well, I just... Shared so this guy's fair. music, so maybe the universe is trying to tell me something. And and I responded, and we started talking, and met up at the coffee shop a few weeks later or something, and have pretty much been attached at the hip ever since. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what happened at the coffee shop when you guys when you guys met? What was the connection? Did you feel? I don't know. I, I went and sat at, at the table, which later he told me was his favorite table. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> And he walked up, and, and he's just, you know, he's incredibly good-looking and has a great smile. And and, <laughs> and uh, he just sat down, and, and he's he's very charismatic. And we just started talking and laughing at, at each other. And then I think we went and got Indian food from there, and that was the rest is history, I guess. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Nice. We have four kids between us. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So-, so I have a 7-year-old. And his name is Abraham, and he's with us every other week. And he has three kids, Shaden, Skylar, and Josie. Mm-hmm. They live a little farther away, so we don't get to have them uh, quite as often. How far away are they? It's about a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive. Okay, yeah. They come and stay with us occasionally, and they're a little older. Sometimes they, they've got friends to hang out with. And You guys do a really nice job of tag-teaming the business of the band. Well, it, when we started, it, that's really how like, I came into it and was just like, I, I do marketing and business development for a living, and so I said, let me help you. Let me connect you with a photographer friend I have, and let me connect you with um, some other people I know, and, and let's, let's make you a website. And, and so I started doing all that. I'm the behind-the-computer kind of introvert, like, l- let me do all this stuff back here. Uh-huh. He's really the, the people person, and, and so he's the one that reaches out and gets the gigs and talks to the people and makes the connections and brings the cellists on board and, uh-huh. <laughs> and all, all the people stuff. That Really, that's, that's Walter. Day that falls and breaks my crooked smile She says it happens to the best of us every once in a while Load the miles I've put on his soul's too much to count It's when you've lost everything you have is when you're found Oh, please Have faith in me That leaf in the river gets where it's gone Lane, he dreaming all night of a better dawn. But there's a smile across your face I ain't seen in deep. Lord, I've fallen so hard for your wicked way.
You have a lot of activity going on there with the with the cello. I'm going through a, a helix, which is like a amp emulator and like pedals, but it's all digital. And I use this for guitar as well. But um, on cello, you may not know this, but this thing is like a feedback machine. But it's kind of <laughs> uncharted territory to do like cello with this kind of stuff. There's a couple of people, but not many. I look up stuff about like mandolin, and I like hope that it transfers about my gear and all that. So it's kind of like I play this with like a fuzz pedal, so it sounds like a like a yeah like a rhythm guitar pretty much. And sound guys never know what to do with it. And they're like, I'll just mute that. Show folks a couple of other sounds you get out of those. This is the one, everyone. Uh huh. That like heavy and then you've metal got, cello. You know, clean, so. Oh, please don't play that song. No. <laughs> so you, I can kind of do it both ways. It's a beautiful sound. And before the program began, I, I said to Stephen, I said, well, Stephen, uh, do you need this chair over here? And he said, no, I think I might stand up. And I said, well, really, you stand sometimes? He goes, yeah, it's a lot cooler. I'm not working with much here, so I got to be as cool as I can. <laughs> I play the cello after all. <laughs> Polyester sheets were always stained You used to laugh and say you'd outrun the rain Some things in this life don't ever change We can never outlive the pain I know you wish you Yeah. 
like to thank Walter, Pamela, McLean, Cameron, Stephen, and J.D. for being with us this evening. We thank also our volunteers and staff for their help in making our production happen each week. Thank you all for listening to our webcast, watching us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram, and those listening to us on the Red Barn Network of stations. Red Barn Radio, Roots Music, Southern Style. Red Barn Radio comes to you from our home, the Arts Place Performance Hall in downtown Lexington, Kentucky. Our website has updates and further information on our program. We're on the web at redbarnradio.com. And folks, the music's not over yet. We're going to get one more from Walter DeBar and his band here on the Red Barn stage. Glad you guys could be with us tonight.
Thanks to WEKU, Red Barn Radio's official radio partner. NPR for Central and Eastern Kentucky. Listen online at WEKU.org. Thanks also to Chef Greg Scott and Broussard's Delta Kitchen, featuring authentic flavors of New Orleans and the Mississippi Delta on Main Street in historic Georgetown, Kentucky. Broussard's is on Facebook. AccuPrint, providing printing, design, and fulfillment online at AccuPrint.us. Support for Red Barn Radio also comes from LexArts, Lexington, Kentucky's Arts Council, creating a great American city inspired by the arts. And Visit Lex, Lexington, Kentucky's Convention and Visitors Bureau. More information on what Lexington has to offer is at visitlex.com. Red Barn Radio's executive producer is Ed Commons, who also directs our show. The music for this episode was mixed by Adam Schettinger. The Red Barn Radio playout theme, Wookie Foot, was taken from a live performance of The Wooks here on Red Barn Radio. Wookoutamerica.com. You can attend a Red Barn Radio concert in person. Performance times and dates are at redbarnradio.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be here on this station next week at this same time as we celebrate the music and artists of this Kentucky region. I'm the voice of Red Barn Radio, Tom Brown. Red Barn Radio is a production of Red Barn Radio, LLC. (laughs) 